Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pink Milk After Dark, your late night live stream where we talk Star Wars queerly. I am your host, Ryan. With me, as always, is that spaghetti jar loving queen, Emma. Who doesn't like to mute herself or unmute herself too often. Hi! <laughs> and straight, well, not so straight. Gaily forward from a PTA meeting, our dear Girl. friend Chase. Hello, I'm serving holiday office party drunk aunt. It was supposed to be Garza Quip, by the way, for everyone. Watching. Nope, I like amazing. it. I, I think amazing. you look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Thank you. And we are so excited because we have missed you and the Steam Queens have missed you. Hello, Mark, everyone. <laughs> Mark. Yes. Um, yes. Hello. The hello. funky bunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are we ready to get into this, friends? We have lots to, ca- uh, lots to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Mark is back. We have, we have three, four chapters to catch up with you, my friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, with my new favorite <laughs> gif, if you saw my tweet, we're going to start polishing our nails now and get exactly. ready to drink up. Drink up. feels so good it feels like home again i yeah. feel like Han solo right. and chewy feels right good now. feels organic <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it feels it feels organic oh mark and we're right we back where we, were. we missed you already we missed you <laughs> well welcome oh. to pink milk after dark everyone if this is the first time here with us in the steam room Come as dressed or as undressed as you'd like to. Come with loving Star Wars, kind of liking Star Wars. <laughs> 40 years of Star Wars or four <laughs> minutes of Star Wars. Welcome, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us. While you're here, don't forget to smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And leave a comment below. A comment. If we're all here dating Boba Fett, tell me how the fourth date went. Because I, I think question. that's... Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So, um... Everyone in the steam room, hello, 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 Alex, hello, our dear, wonderful pink milker herself, Hope, hello, Paul, hello, Cat, hello, hello, oh, hi, Raven in the Chanel boots. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Ricky, I think I saw Ricky in here. They, hello, Crystal, hello, 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 everyone, and if I missed you, I'm sorry, but hello, anyway, Scotty, hello. Mark. Let's Do start it. with you, because All you right. have not been here for a hot minute. You're on vacation. You're taking some time. Yes. And uh, let us know how dating life with Boba has been. <laughs> Maybe not with, without these, though. <laughs> it's, it's still kind of iffy. I, there are parts of this, these dates that I've enjoyed, right? Mm-hmm. And this last one I felt was enjoyable. 
but I still feel that I need to keep my options open because I'm not set on what <laughs> has been presented so far. <laughs> so that's that's I, where I'm at. I think this might be a new thing. This might be I a new way of going about thing, all this. Brian. I love it. <laughs> I love thing. it. You know? <laughs> it's like, Emma. I am never going out with this fucker again. But hey, next Tuesday, we are. She's going to go out again. <laughs> right. Emma, I how's the... help but wonder. <laughs> how's the dating going, Emma? It's okay. There's some issues. <laughs> we're not on the same page about certain number of things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, after, we're after different things. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Besides, mm-hmm. I'm not here for Boba Fett anyway. I want Black Chris Hampton. We've been, we've been clear on this. T, T you're dating <laughs> the wrong guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm gonna. Very true. I'm gonna, um, Emma. When it's my turn to talk, I'm gonna piggyback on that. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So Chase, yes. how is, yes, how is the hell? We, we've been on four dates. Yeah, has, has Boba stayed over yet? Okay, so it's a true oh, thing. <laughs> I hated the first date, but I'm really lonely. So I was like, I'll go on another date with him. We'll see how it goes. I'm desperate. Go on the second date, and like we had like one good conversation, and so I was like, oh, I'll do a third. And on the third date, he kind of like backpedal on the great conversation. So I'm like, what is there left to love? And then by the, f- I was like, you know what? I won't know until I know. And you know what? Fourth date was great. The fourth date was like one of the best dates I've had in a very long time. I left the date feeling very invigorated, ready to conquer the world. And we'll see where it goes. You know, I don't really have reasons to trust him, but here we are. (laughs) So you put out is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, I'm saying put out. Absolutely. I 100% put out, Mark. And I'm not judging. I'll say I am not judging. I'm just saying. I want to know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, I'll Chase. share all the dirty details. Yeah. Yes. Is everything thick? Oh, because Boba's pretty thick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't even elaborate. <laughs> but you're elaborating without saying anything at all. And mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. So here's how this is how I'm feeling. I've put a lot of thought into this. I was in a really, really great relationship with this person that I was dating for two years and like, they're amazing. And unfortunately tragedy struck him and someone kidnapped his child. I wanted to be here for him, but he needs to take some time to process the loss of his child. And I like, I'm a father. I can totally respect that. I don't think it's me. I don't think we're breaking up, but I just know he needs a minute and we were only two years in. So I'm, I'm going to respect my boy Din and, um, We'll get back together. And I love him dearly. So I've been out there. I'm like, you know what? I'm gay. I don't need this, you know, heteronormative idea of what a relationship is. I can go play the field. This dude wears similar clothes to Din. So I'm like, okay. You know, there's something, com- there's, like, there's comfortableness here. There's familiar, familiar, I can't say that word. I feel familiar with him. <laughs> You're um, pulling a mark. <laughs> I, <laughs> and then I'm like, dating this person and I feel like they're newly out and so they're not totally comfortable with things yet and I've been out for like 20 something years and like I don't really want to step backwards but this person's nice I feel like they had some toxic masculinity issues before Uh, you know there were a lot of rage fests but these 
realizing that's not the case. That he want he doesn't want to be that anymore. But he's not really fully fleshed out yet. And every time he's about to share an emotion, he like blows people up, or he flies into a sarlacc pit because <laughs> he's not really willing to do that. And you know, I worked really hard to get to an emotional spot, and um, I'm not feeling comfortable dating this person. I got to be honest. Fair enough. There you go. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, okay. What was um, chapter four? Oh, actually, you know what? No, 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 no. I forgot. Everyone go watch Chase's video for Lego. Star oh, Wars yes. Because oh. it was great. <gasps> it, it was so good. good. Oh, I need to see That's it. so nice. Yeah. I did pre-order that damn thing because I've been waiting for it for forever. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, Michael. I told him about it. I played the trailer. Oh, I'm straight up pre-ordering that thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's got taste. Absolutely. He does. I'm, for real. I love it. Okay. Hello, Robbie. Okay. Um, Chase, let's start with you because that was a really great yeah. video. Oh, How are you. we feeling about Lego Star Wars? We know this was your introduction to Star Wars. Yes. Um, I'm fully living. Um, first and foremost, I do want to mention the the Polygon article that came out talking about the overworking of the of the people working on yes. that game. I just think it's important to highlight sort of the issues that the game industry consistently has and mm -hmm. also to promote understanding if this game gets delayed again, that's a great thing. Like maybe it should. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I want to make sure everyone has enough time to work on it and not feel overworked. Um, I'm so excited for the game. It looks incredible. I literally was so blown away by the fact that it's as expansive as it is. Like when I heard like the Skywalker saga, I was like, great, I'll like go through all like the whole story. But watching the gameplay overview video, I realized I'm like, no, 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 no. This is like so much more. It's like you jump into all nine movies at separate points, however you want. You can drag and drop characters from one movie to another, from one era to another. Like it's wild. You can fly planet to planet. Like it is. In, like I understand why this game has been delayed as many times because it's one of the most involved video games. Like I said in my video and I'll say it again here. Like I really believe that you can probably buy this video game and play it for the rest of your life and always have things to discover and mm -hmm. always have like ways to have fun on that game. I could not be more excited. Yeah. I like what you said in your video too. And you were on a podcast earlier this week. Go check it out mm -hmm. with our friends at Holocon Chronicles. Cause mm -hmm. it was yes. great. But y'all were, you and Mark were just talking about, uh, like order, like order, how yes. we watch Star Wars. And I love that you like kind of brought those two things together and we can like play whatever order of Star Wars we want in this game. Yes. And then we can get like super crazy and put whatever characters in whatever movie we want. Yes. yes. I think the first time I play it, I'm going to go nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Mm. And then I'll play it all over again. And then I'll hop all over the place. <laughs> and then I'm going to watch the movies and I'm going to live and I'm going to laugh and I'm love. Exactly. I'm <laughs> we can literally play the Christmas holiday special with, with Ray, time jump. Oh, yes, that's, that's fun. fun. Oh, it's a of like chaos I'm trying to achieve in my gaming. Yeah. Hopefully there's exactly. like a little, there's little Easter eggs for that in there because oh, it would yeah. make a lot of sense too. Now, no, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to add them in, but it still would be cool if you can unlock like the Freemaker uh, crew. Ooh. and bring them in at some point right because i mean even yeah. though they're not in the saga but still it's like just bring them in people yeah. are not gonna say no yeah <laughs> what is yeah. what is that kid's name oh my gosh i'm totally blinking from freemaker 
Michael was just giving me the rundown, and he was like, "Daddy, why am I telling you about Star Wars?" I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> Ooh. that's awesome!" Gotta love that kid. <laughs> if this is your first time here, everyone, like I talk about Michael, all my kids, but Michael in particular because <laughs> he loves Star Wars all the time. So he's kind of like the fifth host of the show. Truly, <laughs> <laughs> for the times uh, when it's G-rated. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, he's not a host. <laughs> yep. I've already been called out by my 12 year old for the things I've talked about. I was like, oh, that was oh, embarrassing. No. Someone needs to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, how are you feeling about Lego? Oh, I'm so excited. Like, yeah. this is going to be great. I'm going to have a wonderful time. I, I, I didn't really enjoy the Lego offerings that we had before because I found them. I've talked about this before. I'm like, I'm very like old man yells at cloud. Like I'm very like, <laughs> it's too loud. And there's too many things happening. And you have to use too many characters to solve the puzzles. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I get it though. Trust me. You know, it's, and like, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, coins yeah. like flying everywhere. Like, it's just like, what it's definitely overstimulating. Yes. 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 But this looks like it's a bit more orderly. Yes. As like stimuli it, it can be orderly, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you, can, you can choose for it to be insanely chaotic or just orderly. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that, yeah. Like I and mean, I'm definitely gonna buy it no matter what. So yeah. yeah. It's just a matter of whether I'm gonna spend 86 hours playing it or not. Oh god. Can I just tell you how much I love like and <clears throat> An Emma-ism that would make no sense coming out of anyone else's mouth. But Emma says, old man yelling at Cloud, and we all know exactly what she means. I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God bless you. You're I, a gift, and I love I, it. Oh. I think we're going to have to do one After Dark episode of us all streaming it. Oh, oh yeah. I would that'd be fun. Like we have to totally do at least that. one after dark episode of all of us playing in like open free play together. Um, we can all choose a different oh. character and just run amok. I am here amok, for amok, it. Amok, amok. Um amok, amok, so one of y'all will have to be running it that night because that sounds far too complicated for my technical skill set, <laughs> but I'm here for it. Well, we can video chat. I know, well, considering how long we've been waiting for him to play yeah. Fallen Order, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> true. I tried to talk Jack into doing it, but he wouldn't. Okay. Mark, mm, you're a big Lego fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're a big Lego fan. You're a video game player. How are you feeling? You excited? I'm super excited because, I mean, it's been a long time coming. I kind of put it off to the side, like, okay, who knows when it's going to happen, especially after everything that's happened in the last couple of years. So we're lucky to even have it coming out, you know, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, it's, it's super exciting because I, now correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, we had the saga before as it stood at one time in a Lego game. And I think Chase, that was your introduction to it, right? Was it yeah, the, like the, the whole 2005? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I remember when I played that damn thing and I got to the end of, of what's that? I think it was the return of the Jedi one. Um, in the actual game, and you got to blow up the Death Star and fly out of the chasm and the Dude. whole thing. And I, I literally, I was like in tears were rolling yeah. down my cheeks because like I was like just living in the moment. I'm like, this is ridiculous. How is this game getting to me like this? Right? You know, it's like <laughs> it was so silly, but it was so much fun. And it, I felt like a damn kid playing it. You know, it's like and and let's. I hope for more of that because I get. And I, I get it because I think I tried playing one of the later games later and it was just so much going on that it was just mm. sensory overload that it took mm -hmm. me out of the game and I haven't played it much since, right? Mm. Some of the later games that came out, I think it was the Force Awakens one that I was just felt like it was too much for me, right? Mm. Um, 
but yeah, I hope there is a little more of a focus where they do kind of like, I mean, I want it to be fun and I, I, I want it to be somewhat chaotic because Lego is just that with its movies and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I want to have fun and I want to feel like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I'm excited to have him. I'm excited to have kids this time because I think I've said this before. I think it was the original one that you like run around in most Eisley and there's a cantina and I could never figure out how to play a game, a level. I never was able to figure out where to go. So I never even got to play the game and it was very boring, <clears throat> but I'm going to figure it out. Hopefully, hopefully there's some love for you, Mark from Ruben. Hi Ruben. Hi Ruben. <laughs> and also hi, right. Jonah. Jonah's up so early today, like fully out here at 2 40 AM. So shout yeah. out to Jonah. Ooh, Iconic. Amazing. Hi Jonah. Jonah. Hello, thank Jonah. you for the uh, emotional damages. TikTok that you did because that inspired me to do my own that did get approval for my son Jack who told me that I was too <laughs> old I would never understand that TikTok and then he came home this evening and said yeah I was on uh, YouTube and um, I think I was wrong dad that emotional baggage whatever the song is you did good it was pretty funny I laughed I was like okay thank you I got approval <laughs> I love it all right let's dive into chapter four but since I think none of us well no Chase Chase is gonna pr- pull the positivity for us today let's see like a oh. lot of the steam room is here for it I love it um Scotty said it was their favorite date so far that's fantastic me too Scotty. um there's a lot of love for the Lego games in here I'm a dolly here Thick thighs save lives or something. They responded. <laughs> Jeez, that's <laughs> insane. But that's it's so my, fun uh, though. It's like you never get. You don't even have to play the same character twice for a long while if you don't. Amazing. Want to, right? mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can play as freaking Jabba the Hut. Like I don't think right. Ever Just to see him like option. doing like, this little thing that they should have walked in. I was like, oh my god, that's so cute. So, so fun. Yeah. With all this new Max Rebo resurgence of love, can I play the Star Wars saga through the eyes? Of this beautiful blue boy, I, don't I hope so. I hope I, so. I really, really hope so. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of love for him these days. I'm here for yeah. it. I mean, well, it's about time, mm-hmm. right? It's about time. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. I it took y'all, too long. I really have been needing a Star Wars tattoo. I've never, I don't have one. I have a Stranger Things tattoo. I like some nerdy tattoos. I think I'm like literally leaning towards hit it, Max. I'm not kidding. Oh, that is so <laughs> cute. Is it gonna be I, like, like a, think, is it gonna be right on your upper back or lower yeah, back? Yeah, yeah. Little champ stamp said hit it, Max. Oh my god, I might do it. I might just like have like a tw- a, tw- a a limp wrist, twi'lek limp wrist, and it says hit it, Max, over it because. <laughs> Because she literally but, goes, hit it, Max. And she yeah. does that <laughs> She's amazing. Chase, She's amazing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she, you know. Oh, Garza is for sure queer. She is that mother. Little white number she had on was dude. My jaw dropped. I called Blake over. I was like, I know you have no idea what's going on. I know you have no idea who these people are, but you just need to watch her do. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Just, just, just gag on this scene. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I have this in my notes, Mark, that I was going to bring up when we got to that scene, but I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. Garza somehow got a hold of like footage from. Uh, the Death Star, circa ni- a New Hope Brian time period. Live writing fanfic again. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time this episode. Anyway, go on. <laughs> and she got a hold of this like footage, right? And she saw the beautiful Princess Leia, and she's like, she is a boss bitch, and this mm-hmm. empire is going down because this Twi'lek ain't going to be a slave forever. I'm not going to be just like. If I'm a sex worker, it's going to be on my terms, not yours. I'm going to run. 
this motherfucking town myself. And you know what I'm going to do? She started crafting like Iron Man in the caves, building his own suit of armor. <laughs> she like... got to sewing. Yeah, she got to sewing. And she's like, I am going to cosplay as Leia. And if I ever come into one of these bounty hunters that work for the Empire that was probably used to help put me into all the crap that us Twi'leks had to deal with, I'm going to come in the business that I own dressed up as Princess Leia. And I'm going to be a boss bitch just like her. And she came out. She's like, hmm. Boom, boss bitch just like Leia. She had total Leia vibes and I was here for it. I created a monster. I love that. <laughs> yeah, you really- <laughs> And she was like, she was so into it. She understood that Leia's mom was a Broadway queen. So like the hit it, Max. That was the whole like Broadway <laughs> oh, mom move. Total like- Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Brian, I think you need to write, a, is it called a droplet M? Drabble. A drabble, a drabble. Okay. I think you know how to drabble. I mean, he just if did, Brian wrote Drabbles based on all the stuff that he's talked about, he would have like a huge AO3 page, <laughs> dude. He would have like the biggest following, too. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh. Drabble for the rabble, give it to us. Amadala, what was that tweet you said? Because that would be my thing. The thing about thighs, thick, thick thighs, thighs save lives. lives. I think that's what she said. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> it was great. All right, Mark, let's start with you. Let's start with you. All right. What are your overall thoughts? Let's get your a quick overall thought on episodes one, two, three, and then four, because you haven't okay. been here okay. with us. So um, when it started, I mean, it just, the, for me, it started off rather slow. That was a really weird kind of beat that it ended on the first episode. And I was like, oh, they should have just made it one and two, like come out back to back. Because it, after that, I was like, oh, this works better, right? You know, or but it didn't, unfortunately, because I, I think so far two and four have been my favorite episodes. They've had more of the content that I appreciate in it. Um, and there's been things here and there overall that I have liked. But I mean, overall, I'm like, I don't know. This just I've not connected with it. Not in the same way as The Mandalorian. And not that they're the same show or anything, but. You know, and it doesn't have to have the same gotchas. It doesn't even have to have like the little reveal of a little character that we absolutely love. It's it's not even about that. It just it's so different of a creature that I think that I don't know where to grasp onto it. And I'll say this overall, because I don't know that we would have been able to bond and do the things that we would have had. We would have had round tables about the Book of Boba like we did about Mandalorian. And that to me is a huge difference into what we're seeing. And again, they're not the same show, but something about the way the Mandalorian was put together, it wore it, it's hard on its sleeve and it's important, you know, and with Book of Boba, there's things here and there that I, I really do appreciate. And there's awesome moments, obviously with the, you know, the weaponry, the machinery, all that stuff that we love Star Wars for, you know, but it just makes me wonder. And I think we've had this conversation here before not every villain needs to be redeemed. And that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. And I realize people mature, people change and everything, but I don't know that this is exactly how I would have pictured Boba Fett turning out. But parts of it do remind me of Michael Corleone in the Godfather saga. By the time he gets to Godfather 3, he's kind of trying to go legit, but he's still kind of knee deep in all the mess. And then before you know it, he gets sucked right back into it and has mm. no choice but to continue doing what he's done all his life, even though he's trying to be legitimate, which I have a feeling might end up happening with Bubba. Like, it, there's just so much in his past, and it's going to keep catching up to him. And 
you know, it's like I, I, I love like the stuff with the Tuscans was obviously very important, you know, even though it took us a long while to kind of get to where it was all headed, but then to have them taken away the way they were. And, and again, we may not even know what happened to them at this point, because I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to pop up at some point, because even Fennec said, I don't think they would have been wiped out that easily. And he goes, the Tuscans, come on, you know? So I think that still has yet to kind of figure its old self out. And we'll see them come up, maybe save the day at some point. But I, yeah, it's just, it's been a little uneven for me. And I don't hate it. I mean, come on, it's Star Wars, but I just, I've been underwhelmed. That's about the best I can say. Yep. Uh, Chase, <clears throat> what about you? Because Mark t- touched on something you and I, I think it was that last episode of our reactions of we don't know where, <laughs> like, where to approach the story from. Like, it's yeah. a really, I, like, w- what did you think of this episode? Because you were the one out of us that really dug this episode. So why did it work for you? <clears throat> uh, because they finally told us where to look. Like, you know what I mean? I felt like the writing and directing finally gave the audience, like, something to hold on to and something to, like, under- like actually, like, take and understand and roll with sit with like land on like all the adjectives i think this this episode for me felt streamlined in the way that mandalorian is streamlined mandalorian Mm -hmm. is clean book of boba fett is the opposite of that whether it's intentional or not i don't know i don't really care but like i technically i personally have not been loving the sloppiness of this show so far but this episode was in my opinion, airtight. This episode was so clean and so focused and knew exactly <laughs> what it was doing and it took its time to do it. Rebecca, when you put that in the chat, I almost started laughing so hard. <laughs> Rebecca, <laughs> they wrote, Mark made a Godfather reference thus summoning me. For those um, <laughs> I just like literally pictured Rebecca coming into their own. Like, um, So yeah, I think that this, this episode like took its time in like really just like i don't i don't know it finally gave us reasons why boba's where he's at it finally gave us reasons why fennec and him hang around each other it finally gave us like under like a, a closer look as to like his motivation is everything else like i can go back and watch episodes one two and three now and like them better because of episode four to me that's problematic in storytelling i don't think it's the most affecting effective storytelling choice um but this episode i mean we'll talk more about the episode later but i just gotta say 100 out of 10 i like literally have been on a high it felt like watching a star wars animated show it felt like watching a good episode of the clone wars where it's like how are they doing all this how are they feeding us so much like i literally every time i thought the episode was over they gave me more and i was like holy crap i'm like i'm getting bed like this is i so will bad. agree with that yeah i'm dead oh. because i didn't want to i didn't want this one to end this was the first one where i was like oh it was like i kind of don't want this to stop it's like we're getting this we're getting that there was a little yeah. of everything it was well paced and it was so packed yeah but it did it in a way where it didn't feel that way it felt like you were, everything was given its own yes. time right yes so yes. yeah by the time it was done i was like okay this was pretty good Right. Would have been a great yeah. first episode yeah. to start with, right? <laughs> That's and and and, and, and Fennec, we got to see her turn into the bionic woman. So, you know, oh my god, like... <laughs> don't get me started on the mods. We have to wait. I have to wait. I'll talk for hours about the mods. <laughs> I like what Eli says here too. Um, Book of Boba Fett has been trading more on the charisma of 
Boba and Fennec so far because they're known characters, whereas Mando had more of a clean slate, in my honest opinion. I agree. I think Mando had a little more to prove. So it was like it was fighting a little more. And this show seems to just be like. I've been saying this. I've been saying this this whole time that they're coasting (laughs) on the fact that they know. I think that there's two reasons why there's coasting happening. I think one of the reasons is because Robert Rodriguez is doing it. Like, no offense to Robert Rodriguez, but I feel kind of like he's, when he was doing this, he was kind of like, I'm a cool guy. I'm Robert Rodriguez. I do what I want, you know? (laughs) And so, like, he didn't have the same pressure. Like, I think that's why his episodes aren't as tight as the ones done by other directors. Because he kind of is coasting on his cachet. And uh, and and as has been pointed out, yeah, like the we already know these characters. We've already seen them in other properties, you know. Like Fennec had a following from her appearances in animation, and you know, and obviously Boba Fett was like legendarily, you know, a tough yeah. guy or whatever. Yep. <laughs> I'm wondering if um, they're all before we started streaming. I was talking about I'm like on my third rewatch of. <clears throat> euphoria if you haven't watched euphoria you really should it's a great show mm-hmm. so maybe this is just where my head's at but i feel like everyone like especially robert rodriguez is like just coked up all the time and so in his head like things are moving really <laughs> fast fa- but this to- is more fan fiction <laughs> but the rest of us <laughs> it it's is. like it's a really slow chase scene but he's like yeah this is faster more intense man yeah yeah <laughs> In this galaxy, it's spice, Brian. Okay, okay no, there we go. I also have been on the record saying, and I will stand by, that chase scene was everything to me. Paul, you shut your dirty mouth right now. <laughs> oh, Chase, where's the fan? Robert is doing the Ryan thing. Oh. Mm. By the way, I'm having a. I Mai will Tai turn chase. this car around. I will. <laughs> Whatever car seat you're in, I'm throwing it out the window. <laughs> and I'm turning the car. Around. Can I? See? Yo, I will throw your <laughs> drumstick <laughs> out the window. Where you're gonna go home without any ice cream. Damn it! <laughs> um, can I just say one thing? As someone who grew up with zero Legends material, zero reference for Boba Fett outside of literally the like the like one iconic scene he's in the one iconic movie he's in i always grew up watching when i watched his movies i was like this guy's cool but like what a fucking clown Oops, sorry because he like just <laughs> gets knocked into this sarlacc pit by han solo it's like so cringy and embarrassing and i get that he's like thinks he's a badass but he's like objectively not from my opinion because like i guess subjectively but like oh watching God, those like movies flaming tonight like we're just like, i just have fire. to i mean listen i just i mean like i just love how everyone's like hey boba fett but i'm like is he because like i the only time i saw him was when he got like literally slapstick comedy thrown into a fucking pit and died like so to me he was always like that like that guy at the party who just like thinks he's that guy, but he's always like not really that guy, and he just is kind of like too drunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you know, I, I had that. to explain <laughs> to a non-Star Wars person this week like why everyone was so like up Boba Fett's ass, and I was just like, I don't know, he had a jetpack or whatever. I know it's yeah. like cool. It, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like you know what it is. You know what it is rocket that he that couldn't he even use. No, to Mark, the you're on, yeah. Mark, you're on. Or the you know shield people. He he just was hot. And yeah. some dude yeah. bros didn't know how to process that. So they made him a badass. But in reality, they just thought he was sexy. Exactly. 
they, they wanted really to want bend over. Maybe. And like, the maybe. Armor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, he was just, it, it, for the longest time, I mean, even the, the comic books and all that stuff. So here's the thing. For once, I can Jonah. see why people got so upset by Jonah. Because for the longest time, he was sold as that particular character, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. just been this badass. And that's what he's been. And we could always look to him to be like, oh, he's freaking cool. He gets the job done. It's almost like he is the Star Wars universe's Wolverine in that sense. And you hold him up to a certain like pedestal. Mm -hmm. And then to see him be older and kind of almost like the the parallel light. I think that's what Paul meant about what O'Brien doing is like they try to kind of do a little bit of what they did with Luke and kind of, well, this is the mature version. It's like he's already been through all that. And I get that, you know what I mean? Because, you know, we all now, especially, you know, as we get older, all have to dip into our back of the tank and kind of regenerate and, and get ready for the next day, you know? Um, but maybe that's a little bit too much reality for people who don't realize they're in that age range already. And so it's a little hard for them to kind of face up to the fact that that's them. They're looking at themselves. <laughs> so I love that. There's that mark. too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. I I get it. It is a hard pill to swallow. You know, um, because I would have liked. You know, maybe maybe someday we'll go back and see the early adventures of Boba because now we're seeing this mature version. You know, um, which I think would be cool to see on screen. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's not. That's not trying to backtrack on what is going on here. That is just simply seeing him where he was in that time period. Just like here is where he is now, mm-hmm. you know, and he's going to be a badass in his own way, in a mature way, because, you know, as like I mentioned that one episode where he blasted that it was in the first episode, he blasted that dude in the side of the building. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. I couldn't stop laughing, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the Boba that people have come to love. Yeah. So there's little bits of that still there. He's still there, but you know, he's realized that if he's going to continue to live in this universe, he's got to find his way and he's got to do it and approach it in a whole different way where he can be on the other end of it and have the muscle work for him instead of being the muscle all the time. And but still be a respected leader. So Yeah, I'm not That's my two cents. <laughs> It sounded more like a nickel to me. Oh, okay. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, That was pitchy and on really nice all at once. (laughs) I did not know how to take that, but I live. (laughs) I feel like we need some animated. uh, We need like some new like shady fire. We we need all sorts of things. I need to get to work. But Mark, I'm with you. Like I, but I don't even know if. Like, does Boba Fett even know what he wants yet? Like, I feel like he's just kind of making it up as he goes. Yeah, I don't we, know. Almost I, like I don't he's know. he's he's faking it until he makes it, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. But so I think after this too. episode, he knows vibe. Yeah. Yep. I think he gets it now. And that's why I like this yep. episode, because I'm, I'm like, okay, thank you for telling me what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I like Mike here. Mike agrees with you, Mark. Uh, Mike says Boba is the Wolverine. Yes. Great call. I agree. And honestly, like Wolverine and the X Men by Jason Aaron, everyone should read. It's probably like five years, maybe older now, maybe ten years. I don't know. Go read that run. Thirty, the first thirty six issues are amazing. When when Wolverine becomes the professor of of <clears throat> the dream, <laughs> the Gene Gray School it was so good. And I remember people were so upset because he's not a teacher, but all those students, you know, like he changed. Professor X died, and the kids needed someone. And yeah. He was but there. Always, and 
I feel like he has been teaching us one way or another, though, because look at what he's been through. If anybody mm-hmm. was going to be teaching anybody, it was somebody who went through hell to get to this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not perfect by mm-hmm. any means, but, you know, I definitely learned a lot just looking at his character and the way he handles himself and the way he loves the people that he really loves, whether it be Jean Grey or Kitty. Yep. We know how much he loves those particular characters. And if you get in the way, you know, God has helped you. Yep. <laughs> so that's a simple Or Jubilee. Or oh, Jubilee. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyone have anything else to add on their thoughts to this episode? Or let's do we want to dive into Fennec? Because I think we all kind of knew yeah. that this episode was leading towards a Fennec flashback, right? Like mm-hmm. we we were right there. And that's what we got. And um, yeah. I think Chase and I mentioned this this on our reaction too, but like I think we both kind of feel this would have been the a much better first episode. Like it would have established so much more stuff, and we could have just like this would have been a really really great first flashback, like a hundred percent. And maybe like to your point, Chase, this would have kind of shown us where to look, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Right down to the like, you can buy muscle, and then every time we meet these people, like, we're like, we kind of know what his game yeah. is at. But, uh, Emma, what did you think? Did you have like a favorite moment from this particular episode with, with the Fennec story in particular? I mean, I liked how she was the brains for the infiltration of Jabba's palace. Mm-hmm. I think that was really cool, especially like with the discussion that we we're just having about how it looks like Boba's kind of improvising and making things up as he goes along. And I mm-hmm. think this part of the episode was supposed to highlight the fact that she's kind of the brains. And I think mm-hmm. we were kind of supposed to take the cue of like, okay, so this is how Boba's gone from, you know, dragging himself half burned out of a Sarlacc into being the daimyo. You know, and sitting on Jabba's throne. It's like he couldn't have done it without her. You know, and she's and like essential to his essential. Yeah, hopefully he does. Now, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do this now. I had there was this one issue that I had with the writing of this episode. I had a huge problem with it as a woman. Like you could really tell that this was written and directed by men <laughs> because when Fennec wakes up and all of a sudden she's cybernetic, her reaction was not strong enough. There should have been way more like horror. Like, how would you feel if you like were on unco- like some guy like modifies your torso to that extent? Like, yeah, okay, he was saving her life, but like. You know, like, imagine you're in, like, a horrible car accident and you wake up and you have no legs. Like, how are you going to react? You know? It's just, it just feels like, and, like, I know it's fantasy and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I can't help seeing this through a feminist lens. And just, like, the way that, like, women, and, like, the fact that, like, women's relationships with their bodies are very different. Like, you know with like socialization and blah, 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 you know? And like, especially with, you know, the fact that like women have, a well, you know, certain, it doesn't mean necessarily mean that like, you know, you have to have reproductive capacity to be a woman. Everybody knows how I feel about that, you know, like Mm -hmm. gender, social construct, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying that like, as someone who lived in a female body in the world and grew into adulthood, like, 
she, I feel like she would have had a more profound reaction to like yeah. having an extreme modification done to her body under like what, when she could not consent. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I have a question to ask you, cause I could, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. How would you have felt if say he would have went to Peli Mato to get advice as to what to do next. And that decision would have been made to still take agency away from her. If there would have been a female voice involved in that decision, to kind of like see here's the thing my issue is not the events that happened yeah. it was the how the emotions around those events were at handled. the afterwards mm-hmm. yeah yes mm-hmm. like yeah. i compl- and i completely understand the use like the utility of having the story be cuz like obviously it was necessary like yeah like yeah. she got shot in the gut and left for dead so obviously she needed some kind of tr- extreme treatment in order to get better and they chose <laughs> to go with the whole mod storyline which is fine I I don't have any issues with that. I just feel like there was an entire emotional dimension to this that completely ignored the like the possibility of Fennec having like a more like it it, it just it just felt like it did a disservice to her relationship to her body and it didn't ring true like again as a woman like and having this happen to a female character and someone who obviously like identifies as female and so like that is her relationship with her body it's like the kind of relationship that you have when you live in society like as as a woman like uh, i don't know it's like it's hard for me to like put put it into words because it's no, so get, it's I such it. like a yeah. it's such a an ineffable <laughs> quality but yeah it's just like i just feel like and like Again, like having the experience of growing into adulthood as a woman, like in this body, like I, I just again, like I said, I know it's Star Wars, and it's a fantasy world, and blah blah blah. But we've already seen other instances of like the um, the role of women, or like you know, like women, like views on women's sexuality, and like the treatment of you know female creatures, like not like not just human but of Mm -hmm. other alien races like those do have some parallels to our society so i don't feel like it's unreasonable to think you know like like for example with you know leia being put in the bikini by jabba like obviously there is there in the world of star wars there are still these issues of like women's sexuality being associated with like degradation and, you know, and, and of women like having to live with the possibility of like being violated. And, you know, like those are, those are obviously issues that parallel the way that like the way that women in our mundane world feel about their bodies. So I just feel like there was just a huge, it was just like, it was just so, it was just missing. It was just missing. Like the whole yeah. emotional aspect about Fennec's relationship to her body was completely missing. And I just felt like it just sucked the soul out of the episode and it really took me out of it. And I'm Understood. sorry if that was too long you know, to me. No, 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 no. It's no. perfect. <laughs> because honestly, <clears throat> you articulated what I think I figured out today very much. And maybe it was part of that because I felt I obviously don't relate to it on the same level that you do, but I felt the very same thing. And that's what the show's missing. There was one episode that was great. And episode two was some of my favorite of any Star Wars. Mm. It was so good. And it had a female director. 
that brought yep. something different. And my jokes about like Boba were trying to get to emotions, but he doesn't know how to get to them. Like we have people writing the show that aren't giving him the emotions. We're we're being told I'm changing. I want something new. But he's spatting off the same things because he's not willing to actually go there. Like Din Djarin went there. You saw his emotions. You saw those things. And Boba Fett's not going there. And we are almost, you know, we're past the halfway mark now. And I'm being told to recognize that he's changing. But he's not really willing to do the changing. We have people, we have everybody else telling him he's not doing what he's supposed to be. But he hasn't really express that he knows that if that makes sense like he's not willing to go there and that's where i'm feeling really shorted personally and that's what i'm having because he's not willing to connect with himself i'm not able to connect to him and it's just putting this barrier in the show because it's giving me rancors it's giving me sarlacc it's it's giving me all the fan service things that are great and i feel really short because i'm not here like it's like honestly uh, we, we got Rebecca in the chat, and I'm still living for the two hits and anything fits comment, right? But this sh this show feels like a couple popper hits. It's great for like 30 seconds, and then I'm left with a headache. <laughs> like that's how I feel with the show. Like it's like it's not there. And I was like thinking about Fennec in that moment, and I feel that this is what is missing for the show. There is no one connected to Boba Fett's past. There is no one telling us who he was before to tell us how different he is now or to show him how different he is now. Like this was <laughs> this was like Fennec could have said something like you're Boba Fett. You're a legend. You're the reason I do this. You're the reason I am here. How Ooh. did you fall this far? And we have someone very different. And then Boba Fett could have taught Fennec lessons of why he's changing. And maybe she changed with him or not. But like we're just missing that. There's It's all in the subtext. And it's like way, way beneath the sands of Tatooine. Like way below the Skywalker Sabres. And I think it's that emotional connection. And I just feel like it's a bunch of himbos doing the show. It's all the Boba Fett stands doing the show wanting to say that he's not the Boba Fett that we all thought of, but they don't know how to do that because they're just giving us the Boba Fett, the, the one-dimensional 1979 hunk of Kenner plastic. That's like yeah. all I'm getting. Yeah, it's, a, it's unfortunate, though, because like, <clears throat> I, I wonder how they would have been able to bring that kind of drama into the show, you know? Mm -hmm. Um the way and address it the right way um that's part of the problem you know because it's if you were going to do that to the character there should have been more attached to it um mm -hmm. because I'll, I'll i'll be honest with you as long as much as one may think of it oh we live in this galaxy where people's arms and hands get replaced we've seen them lose it in battle this is how they come back some of them lose their whole lower half and they still come back <laughs> yeah. you know and, 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 but this was one of the instances where it was, it kind of creeped me out a little bit because it was very much body horror. It's like, it was know? very body horror. I thought, yeah. And it just marked. very, yeah. it, you know, there was something very Cronenberg light about it in mm -hmm. that this whole person's like insides were replaced. And I was like, this is cool, but it's creepy. Of like, yeah. I don't know how to process it but it you know it was unnerving to see that you know um 
and the flip side of that is like, I mean, there was a time when we were so scared we were never going to see Fennec again. But look at what cost they had to bring the character back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it, it, it's a lot to process. But thank you, Emma. Thank you for bringing that up because it did it adds a whole another layer to it that I didn't think about, and it's important. So. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for listening. <laughs> yeah, I just I mean, I just want to say thank you too. And so many other people in the chat were saying thank you mm-hmm. too, Em, because that is like such a missed point. Like I'm not gonna say missed opportunity because it's not an opportunity, it's like a point that had to have been made, right? And it was missed. Um, especially for Fennec, who's like such a physical person, like she's one of the most physical in her body people yeah. she's a fucking bounty hunter. So like that, like everything about her body is gonna matter to her to the end like umpteenth degree right as opposed yeah. to like just any i mean but it's important to everyone but like i'm just saying she's all like it's like i don't know how that's missed um but what i also just wanted to highlight too that the the music seemed because mark i also read it all very much as body horror and and um the music seemed to understand the concept of this being a body horror moment and the music if you go back because i watched the episode right before this if you go back and watch it the music is horrifying it's mm-hmm. like scary really creepy dark music and it was doing all the heavy lifting because the writing didn't want to do any lifting the directing i will i will assume the directing didn't give ming na wen the opportunity to do the acting right like i don't i would never blame yeah so what i'm saying is i'd be shocked if she was okay with how that went oh yes i would be shocked as well so what i'm saying though is like the i think the music definitely did the heavy lifting um but that's definitely not enough but I do, when it comes to, with, with regards to, like, the emotion of the show, I completely agree. It's not really there. Or if it is there, we have to, like, dig pretty deep down into the Sansa tattooing to find it. But I also want to... You might careful. find a couple lightsabers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I also want us to be careful because what the show is has proven, whether it's, regardless of how exhausting it is, it has proven to us that it tell it's telling stuff in a juxt in like a in a messy, sloppy, out of order way. So we have no idea. Like we can't, you know, we can't talk about this as if it's over, and we have no idea where this is going to land. Like we don't know if we're going to be like everyone thinks the flashbacks are over. I personally don't think the flashbacks are over, and I think everyone. <laughs> you know what the discourse is next week? Next week the discourse is going to be flashbacks. Oh, back. I thought we were done with the flashbacks. <laughs> exactly. And it, like, no, they never said that. So I don't think we're. But the point is, it's like you know we're all over the place. So I think that emotion. I like to think emotion is coming down further down the pipeline, and it will also recontextualize the lack of emotion we're getting now. That's all. I hope so, Chase. No, I think that's great. And I agree mm-hmm. because the show never said the flashbacks are over, as we pointed out in a reaction. Yes, actually, she not- said, What about the scars on the inside? So yes, do you know what? Do you know what the last do you know what one of the last flashbacks is gonna be? Is him having a memory with his father, a core memory with his father. We're gonna go back to Camino and we're gonna see a little Daniel Logan. Like that's gonna be one of the last flashbacks. Then we'll know the flashbacks are over. They're definitely not over. Mm. You know what I want now? Now I'm going to set this up and I'm going to be disappointed, but you just did it, Chase. You know what I want <laughs> that would set all this so great? Is if he has a little moment with Django Fett that says, the reason I asked for you and didn't want any modifications is because I want you to choose to be whoever you want to be. I fell into this life and I was never felt like it could be anything else, but I want you to choose who exactly. you want to be. Yeah, exactly. maybe we'll address that more. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, maybe big, maybe because, like M said, there is definitely a lot of men in the room. In that <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm really i I am not liking it. I am not enjoying my dates. He's really hot, so I might go on three more dates to see if I can get something at the end. Um, and I'm hoping that by date number seven, I feel completely different. I'm with you, Chase, 100%. Like, I, this show is doing things. It is in a sloppy way, but it is intentionally jumbling the story around. Right. And so we don't have the whole story yet. Like, literally, like, okay, so, like, the way I couldn't stand the Bad Batch, not to bring this up, but I, the way I didn't <laughs> like it, like, and I kept being like, wait till the whole show. Like, it, I'm just saying it has never been more important in Star Wars to wait for the whole show. This is the one show in Star Wars that is literally a jigsaw puzzle, and half of them are upside down, half of them are still in the box, and half of them are still being shipped to us. Like, mm -hmm. we have no, like, it's just, like, messy, which is fine, but it's, that's the way it is. So we like literally really have to wait with this show. I'm just glad we got a, a clean plot this time. That's all I wanted. Yep. Yeah. And I yeah. wanted and I wanted and Fair I wanted enough. a flashback that made sense in context with what we know in modern. And we did. Day. Yeah. And we thank thank God. Thank yep. God. Yeah. Do you have a favorite moment with Fennec in this episode? Or should I put an S on the end of that? Chase. What Definitely as I I mean okay. <laughs> I like I said, I, I'm I'm on fire. I love this episode. Okay, so. well we um we need you to lift the mood back up because I feel that was just a trash fest. No, oh no, 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 don't no, apologize. No. no, it's all good. It's been four like three bad dates and one good one for me. So let's <laughs> let's figure out why this episode was such a great date. Because you and Scotty both this was Scotty's best yes, date Scotty. so far. Yes, me too. Um, well, okay. So, favorite Fennec moment, honestly, for me, was kind of like a two-fold moment. They kind of played off of each other. Was Fennec dropping the so the seismic charge and taking taking shit into her own hands because Boba's incapable. And he always has been. That's why he got knocked into a fucking star. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> I just, you guys, as a prequels kid, I and like as a non-EU person in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Um. So I love when she took shit in her own hands, and she's like, "I'm gonna press every fucking button on this ship until we're out of this pit." And then, and then the 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 this is okay. Sorry, but like women can do something that nobody else can, and that is so quickly go from pressing this button and dropping something and making shit happen to like taking care of boba and and like and like literally like being like oh my little himbo like you're an idiot but you're my idiot and pouring mm -hmm. like helping him with the water mm -hmm. as he's getting out and being like just let it go girl the armor mm -hmm. it served its purpose you know what i mean like and that for me was like it that was a hundred percent it and she does such an amazing job of like balancing her like her um it's like when you're in a group project in school and like you don't want to like be like a walking mat. You don't want to be a doormat where everyone walks all over you. But you also want to like be a team player. But you also want to be that bitch. Like she's able to spend every fucking play. And I don't know how she does it. But God bless her because I'm I want to do that one day. So <laughs> that for me was like my favorite Fennec moment. You know, it's great that you were. I don't know what you said that made me think of this. But one of the things that I love is she's really great at using her body. Like the way yes. she fights, you know, she's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's something that Boba needs to learn because he's constantly grabbing for tools. His entire, mm. like, he's a Mandalorian. A Mandalorian's like, 
honestly, every time we come across a Mandalorian without their outfits, they don't know what the hell they're doing because they rely so much on their armor to define who they are, which, which makes sense. That is their entire culture. Their whole yes. identity is wrapped into their armor. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have that. She has herself. And that's what Boba needs to learn is who am I without this? Mm. And that's what his whole journey with the Tuscans was. That's why he can't find it. He's got to figure out who he is without it. And you know right? what? I think that moment's coming, and I think Fennec's gonna be the one that teaches him. I fully expect Fennec to be like, especially with that the line of like, you know, you still have your internal scars. I think Fennec is gonna be the first one, first one to be like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, you look stupid. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, you cannot commit. You have no idea what you're doing. Pick a side, go with it. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's gonna be one of the first. And I also think that it could come another way where like Boba's just like, how do you do it? You know, that's what I would like to see more is Boba just asking her, like, how the hell do you do this? You know what I mean? You woke up with brand new body parts and now and yet you're still able to kick ass at the same caliber, if not better than I am. You know what I mean? I'm not able, I like everything I wasn't able to do, you're able to do. And that's after just waking up random next to like next to this person with new body parts. You know what I mean? Who knows? Like but I would live for that. Yep. What else you got for us? What else What else worked? Okay. Well, I actually... So one of the questions Brian asked us mm. all before was like, why did Boba wait? And what mm. What? What was the question? Is Why did Boba wait and... Wait with, and, the, uh, with Jabba's palace to not go get a yeah, ship. Yeah, why like, couldn't he wh- do it? Like, what was going on there? There's some... There feels like a mental, emotional block that he can't right. get past. But, but, but... And this is, again... I don't know how much digging we should be having to do our, on our own, but um, this the the way I answer that is the line he says in the episode. He says to Fennec, he says, "With my without my armor, I'm less persuasive." Mm-hmm. Like that is the line of the show, right? That yeah. is the line. It's like so. So why is that? Let's unpack that, Bubba. Why are you less <laughs> persuasive? You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of, we're, we're going to keep getting more of that. And that's exactly why he couldn't do it on his own is because he's relying so much on this um, on this outfit, on this armor, and on this machinery. And we also saw that, of, of course, in the Black Chrysanthemum um, monster scare t- taking out of the back-to-tank moment where he reached for that, then it screwed him over, and so he had to reach for the gaffy stick because that's who he is. You know, it's more of, like, who he is. Um, so I think that that line, I think, was really, really powerful. And I think, not that we necessarily should have to do all the work, but that line, if we choose to, like, do the work on that line, I think that is kind of a... Um, a thesis of the whole show. Oh, I like that. Oh. And I also think this is, I just, we talked about last week, we talked about how meta this show is. And for me, Boba Fett, like, doesn't, because the the EU or, like, Legends has been sort of, like, decanonized, and we only have canon, like, you know, for those who, like, follow that kind of stuff, um, and because we haven't really seen Boba in canon or seen Boba much at all over the years, I think that the fandom, of course, there's going to be all the the bros and and, maybe, and and girls and days and whoever, but there's going to be all the people who like grew up with Boba being like the badass. Sure, 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 sure. But there's also so many other Star Wars fans and there's so many other people who also don't know how to feel about Boba. Guess who doesn't know how to feel about Boba? Me. Like, I don't, I never knew how to feel about Boba. I understood, I understood the story behind him. I never knew how to feel about him. And you know who else doesn't know how to feel about Boba? Boba. Boba. Do you know who else doesn't know who Boba is? Boba. You know what I mean? So it's another one of those moments. We are all where Boba. We are all Boba. <laughs> We're all Himbo Boba. Like, literally. So I think that's another meta moment where, like, 
like the le- like Star Wars is trying to trying to um, figure out what the legacy of Boba Fett is. And Boba Fett's trying to find out what the legacy of Boba Fett is. Fans are trying to find out what the legacy of Boba Fett is. And we all just kind of got to like buckle up and wait until the end of this fucking show to realize what is the legacy of Boba Fett? You know what I mean? Well, that's all of Star Wars right now. Like that was the entire sequel trilogy was what is that's... Star Wars? Like, yes, I we've all talked about that. I love how meta all this is. Yes. You know, we went from Star Wars being out of the mind of don't come at me. I know a lot of people are involved in these things, but one man, like this was one man's story that shaped the world and changed the world. Like, in all, like, I don't care. You don't need to be a super star Wars fan to know that it like changed things. Like it had a huge impact and now it's becoming something else. What else in popular culture lasts three for three generations? Mm-hmm. You know, we have star Wars and we have Madonna. And look, the Madonna's like, that's what we have. Like, they are the one thing that is like... And Sex in the City. Oh, Sex in the City. And sadly, like, kind of Power Rangers is probably possibly on the way there itself. (laughs) But like, but like, I love that question. And what is Star Wars' legacy? Why is it special? What makes it what it is? What sets it apart from everything else? Which is really great and it's really cool. And I also want to say you're a much better date than I am because like you're listening <laughs> and you come up with all these amazing things. And I'm just like staring at his pecs going, I wonder when I'm going to be able to put my lips on those. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you but need that's drink? Because, that's because, Brian, that's because you spent too long on his profile looking at his pictures. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Like you spent so like you spent so long getting to know the profile behind this screen, whereas I just kind of skipped straight to the date. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. It's the same thing where it's like Possibly. you grew up with Boba Fett okay. looking at oh his my picture. God, totally. And wait, let me see one more thing. Totally. I just at some point I need to bring up Ray because Boba Fett, in my opinion, in this show is a nobody and he has no money, no family, 16 in the middle of Miami. And so is Ray. <laughs> and so I'm just saying, I think there's a little bit there. Desert planets, you know, again, nobody. Running. And they're trying to figure out who they are. Okay, now let me grab the steering wheel because Please do. Hope is busy shipping Bonic, which I am so here for. Like, yeah, bridal carry all the feels. I swear to God, like Fennec in Boba's arms being carried around. Oof. Like that's <laughs> the good stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and like he fixes her, then she's going to fix him and they're perfect for each other because she's not clingy. You know, it doesn't matter that he's emotionally unavailable and he respects her because she's so badass. They're like, they're perfect. I definitely ship it 5,000%. I'm here with you. (laughs) 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 Yeah, like, I mean, I'm with you. I 100%. They're really, they are really good together. Like their partnership is the best part of the show. Well, Fennec is the best. Well, Garza Whip is the best. <laughs> Wait, think about how many amazing characters we've gotten from this show. I gotta say, we've gotten <laughs> awesome characters from this show. Truly. I love it. Oh my I love god. It. Oh, yes, Fennec Pegs. Fennec Pegs. Back to, yes, back to Chase's Scotty. comment of Every woman in Star Wars pegs. Yeah, period. It's a fact. Garza. No, it's a fact. I don't know how you can. Like, it's so true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so Scotty's um, saying going back to women pegging in Star Wars, Fennec is a total top. Yeah, um, it works. I hope. The, I really it, hope. 100%. I I hope those two Gamorians are tops too. Like, I'm really hoping. Like, please. <laughs> no, <they're> Gamor- <laughs> every Gamora, every Gamordian guard 
switches a hundred percent. There's no doubt in my mind. Every Gamora yeah, got totally. it. No, nope. yes. You know what I you know what I want? Oh, I no. want those two Gamorians to look at me and say, You human, you have spit roasted us forever. And now I'm gonna treat you like a dirty pig on a spit roast. Oh no. And I'm gonna turn you over. I'm gonna turn you over. We're gonna okay. shove an apple in your mouth. It's only it's only <laughs> 1035, right? We haven't even hit 11 o'clock yet. <laughs> it's always midnight. Every time I see them, I and just... And then they're just going to stick the tip-yip in. <laughs> yeah, just the tip-yip. <laughs> no! That's so good! I'm not usually into the tip-yip being inside of me, but they can do whatever they want. <laughs> oh, God, they're so beautiful. <sighs> God, I love oh. This show did bring me them. And they are the hottest things that have ever been in Star Wars. And Black Chrysanthemum. And Garcef Webb, I'm saying. <laughs> okay, Black Chrysanthemum in this episode. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. I, mm-hmm. yes. Watching him drink did something to me, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Watching just, him throw those drinks uh, back, I was and like, And we finally ooh. got to see a Wookiee rip arms off somebody. Finally. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, because that's the stuff of legends. We had only heard of it up until this point, but it just gave you an idea of what a Wookiee could be like, right? It was my favorite you know? scene in the yeah. episode. Watching yeah. him just look at the Trandoshans with such disgust and hate, I was fucking living. I like, oh, it was so They bad. deserved it. They oh I hate Trandoshans, but they they're cool. But I hate them. Okay, yes. Dan. Oh yeah. Um, so like Dan. that's one of the things that I love about this. Though I do like that we we know there is a history between the Wookiee and and the Trandoshans. Like yes. we know that. I mentioned and this so, last week. Yeah, so when we see that, it's great. But the general audience doesn't know that stuff. But you don't need to. You could read that as those dudes like tried to like pull one over on him somewhere in the past. Like we don't need to know the super history between it. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, but it was so good. I am with you. It was so good. And then, like, you know, they brought in, they they totally foreshadowed it with the Trandoshan with the Wookiee Pelt at the beginning. Like on the very first episode when he came yes. in with his like yes. oh, it's totally true. foreshadowed it's true. it. Yeah, so I remember great. when I saw that, I was like, oh, they went there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm gonna switch the thing to um to Chase's mod parlor. Mm-hmm. Chase and I are both feeling this, so I want to start with you, Mark. Mm-hmm. Is it just us, or do they read very queer? The whole well, thing. I mean, I think here's the thing. I mean, just just because of when you and I grew up as baby gays. Tattoo parlors, kink environments, those sort of things go hand in hand with a lot of what we saw, especially, you know, going to Folsom Street Fair or whatever it may be. It was always a big part of it. And it's always felt kind of safe to walk into those places because, you know, those people that like I don't say those people, you're going to get a particular type of person in those environments. So, you know, so that's just it. I, 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 I just so. it, it makes you feel like I'm gonna say it, it just feels like you you walk in there and like everybody's different. You don't get just like some vanilla teetotaler walking into that place. You know, you're gonna get somebody with a little more edge, somebody with more of an open mind, somebody who's gotten pierced and you know, kind of 
been okay with that side of themselves, you know, and kind of explored a little more. And I think that has a lot to do with why those environments are somewhat inviting or you feel like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool, you know? So, yeah, it's just a little. So bump. they're not basic straight people. Boba <gasps> Fett. <laughs> I was going to go there. <laughs> Boba Fett is a developing straight person, Brian. He is coming into his <laughs> own. You. Can you please give Jeez. him three more episodes to come into his own? That is all I, I ask. <laughs> exactly. I will. And I'm going to, uh, Paul brings up in the chat, the, mad, the mods just need to be roughed up a bit for me. Their looks are too polished for that planet. <clears throat> I, agree I agree with they're too polished, but I love that they're too polished because I think that's what makes them stand out. That to me is the queer radicals that they are. They know that they are queer and on Tatooine because it's some backwards planet that was run by a bunch of huts. It's not cool to be queer. So they're the radical ones who are throwing bricks through windows. They yes. are the ones standing up to the stormtroopers. And so they're like, yes. I am here. I am queer. I'm going to put my rainbow flag on the back of my car. Or actually, no, I'm just going to get enough people and we're going to fucking ride a goddamn rainbow everywhere we go. Every time you see us, it's like a rainbow flag trailing behind us. That is what they are. And I love it. Mm. Yes, it stands out. But for the best reasons. Yeah, they literally like they they know they live on a trash planet. Like peace and love to Tatooine. I love it. Sure, sure, sure. But like, <laughs> but like you know, <laughs> like they know they live on like a dump, and they're like, you know, what? we're gonna <laughs> pull all of our planet. money. Thank you. Yes, yes, Em, you get it. Um, they know they do, and yet, so they're like, like you said, they're radical. They're like, they're like, we're gonna show you like how polished we are. We're gonna stand out. We're gonna have bright colors. We're gonna put all of our money that we should be putting into like reasonable things, like water. It's so counterculture. I am so obsessed with the mods, you guys. I like literally. I never. Whenever people are like, well, what, what would you be in Star Wars? A Jedi? Uh, a this person? A this person? A this? Per I never knew. Now I know. Mm -hmm. Now I know. Finally, now I know what I would be. Mod. I'd be a Tatooine mod, bitch. I'd be on yeah. a boring ass planet, but making the best of it and putting all my Joey money. Joey says, you know, don't matter. I like Joey. Matter. Skittles taste the rainbows and the mods ride the rainbow. Yep. <laughs> and Bubba. Paul, question. Paul says in the chat, but how? How do they have access to it? Something's missing for me. Bitch. You know, back in the 90s, when we were poor <laughs> college students, you still threw down that $100 because you're asking you for a pair of beans. Yeah. That pair of jeans that you knew you were going to get lucky when you went to the bar. We all had the shirt that we paid too much money for, but we were mm -hmm. like, no, 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 this is an investment because I'm not going to have to buy my own drinks. Mm -hmm. I knew what to wear, where to go, what night to go, so I didn't have to buy any drinks. <laughs> I played the game. And sometimes you had to make an investment. Everyone's supposed to, Paul, you know, you know it, you know it. Em, what about you? How do how do you feel about the mods? Yeah, they're cool. They I mean, like I said, like I yeah, I recognize them right away, like as like e like scene kids, goth kids. Yeah, they're they're like, like club kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, they're the scenesters. It was great. Yeah, and and getting to go to the mod parlor and see like sort of where they're born was cool too. It was like a little peek, a little window into their world. Mm hmm. Yep. Okay. So here, um, the <laughs> archive says, but who on Tatooine is selling those jeans? So again, hold on. This is an old queer giving some advice to possibly younger people. I don't know. See, when back in the day, you would go to the leather bars that were slash bear bars sometimes. And on Friday nights, there was usually a little room set up in the coat check that sold dildos and harnesses, cock rings. And there was always a person there to tell you how to do all these things. They would teach you about like, like, 
leather culture and BDSM. It was all there. So that's who's selling those jeans. They know the bar to go to. The uh, you know, what is it? Um, Dorothy from the Golden Girls. <laughs> Her bar once a night i forget i forget the star's name i'm sorry all the gays that are judging me for not knowing her or her real name other than dorothy um her bar has a coat closet that sells like those mods oh, vespas. oh the b arthur character yeah B. yeah from, mm-hmm. yeah yeah um why am i forgetting her I'm name really how embarrassing i think it's funny i think you're thinking of palimato's place i'm pretty sure she runs <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That was for Rebecca. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh my god, I totally I have the characters like, but I also I, like Cat here. Character in my head, and I cannot remember That's their really name. I'm yeah, so yes. you're right, Cat. They steal shit from the man to pay for the good stuff. A hundred. That's why we hustle. It's that Tatooine yeah. hustle. Yeah. They're yeah. hanging out outside of that water merchant's establishment because Back you know they got like a little siphon coming Thank off, you, and they're like stealing water from him to one give themselves, then sell it at a reasonable price to everybody else, but then going to the rich parts of town and selling it for a lot more money and yeah. polishing up their thing. Mm-hmm. That's what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Robbie. Robbie. Like, yeah. Like Mina. It's like Mina. Like Mina. Yeah. Thank and, you, and, Robbie. Leave and, it to the leave it to us gays, us older gays, to figure this out. And I just I think of it like. <laughs> So I, I get where everybody's coming from because I think it is cool to have this like counterculture on Tatooine, right? Because if you're going to have it any place, this is one of those places. Also, like um, the Underground 1313 on Coruscant this is a place for all that as well, too, right? Um, yep. Mm-hmm. But it's cool that to see That one's run by this. Rafa Martez, though. Well, but there you go. But I think it, it would be cool to get a little explanation of how the this all happens as well, too, because how did this come about? Because I want to know more about these folks who live in these places, you know, the, the, the folks that you would go to hang out with to listen to Susie and Portishead with while you're getting your mod. So that's I think, what I want to know. <laughs> I, think we're, I think you guys, and this is like the most hopeful Star Wars thought I've ever had in my entire life. I think we're going to get a comic book series about them because they just make sense in comics cool. books. It's they just true. make they sense. Right. Yep. They just make sense. And yep, I will say so the right. prequels kid in me is fucking dying over these mods. Like I can't, like they're my favorite thing in Star Wars in the entire world because they come from this planet with this kid who like was a great Jedi and had a cybernetic arm. And then they all started doing it. And like that kid was kind of an asshole and kind of a sad boy. And these guys are all kind of assholes and kind of sad boys. And they're all gay and he's gay and it's all great. <laughs> and they just it. make sense in comic books. Like if we don't get a comic book series, I, I will literally fly to Lucasfilm and just like knock on their door every day and ask them from a comic book. For a comic okay. series about these kids, it's in it's insane. Like they just make sense in comics. No, 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 Chase, I will help you out. Great, we can it. just produce the comic together. Oh my god, Brian, I'm gonna cry. Don't let's tease me. Do like it. That. I yeah. would no, love let's that. do it. Let's. Your art, your, I'm just saying your art style with them makes so much sense. It would be so. It good. would. So it the would. and the so one thing good. that I will require, yes, is I don't know. You're a little young, but Rainbow Bright. They need some sort oh, of a- tattooing alien that looks like a little sprite, and they need to be friends with their little sprites, and they each should get their own little sprite that's a different color that color coordinates with their bike, and they're very I cute. I live. Um, I yeah. Um, and and also hope help me out because I don't remember what they're called, but those metal horses. Like I want like the gang leader to like they're too cool for an actual scooter, so they ride one of those metal horses from the High Republic. Oh. And that's how you know they're the boss bitch. 
<laughs> like the older the older queer skittle gang member of like back in my day we didn't have these scooters <laughs> we actually had to give our horses water exactly and we you kids out here you're lucky you can ride in these brightly colored you can wear your rainbow flags i couldn't do that we had to ride these horses exactly. that we had yep you know that's who that person's going to be <laughs> <laughs> I remember what they're called. God, well, the really older is. queer, the older queer who likes to rip bareback. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the fan fiction episode. It sure. is. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes when a show isn't written the way we want, we have to kind of rewrite it a little Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I have to say, look, for whatever all the opinions that we have regarding the show, whether there be pros and cons. The point of it is, is that at least it still sparks conversation and we're still having fun with it because, look, here's what we've taken from it and we're we're enjoying that much of it. And so yes. in the end, you know, at least we can still talk about it. And it is Star Wars. And, you know, till the next show comes around and, you know, we see how that goes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And again, like going off of that, again, something I noticed watching this episode, we got we've gotten two new huts we got danny trejo we got black chrysanthemum we got like garza whip like we got and we got that we got the skittle crew like we have like so many cool new things to chew on and that is like ultimately something to be grateful for in in um all of star wars 100 that for me chase is precisely why i'm so frustrated that i'm not liking it because and that makes sense all of this and i'm like how am i getting like i am a hut boy i love the huts and the twins they're amazing i love when m brought up like their little like tattoos or their face paint like all they're so amazing it's giving me all of this and i'm still not liking it i think it's making me dislike it more if that makes mm-hmm. sense, because all the ingredients are right there together. Yeah, like, yeah it's like, like oh. it's like an irritant because like you yes. can't just write it off. Yes. It's it, you know, like at least with Bad Batch, I could just be like, you know what, this isn't written for me. This is written yeah. for like eleven-year-old <laughs> yes, boys. Me too. And that's fine. Hundred percent. You know, whereas right. whereas with Book of Boba Fett, it's like they're trying to give it to me, and I'm just like. Mm-hmm. Really it's like you're hungry, but it's not the dinner you want. It's like you're not in the mood exactly, for pizza. Yeah. Can and you just put you like the little eat. dome like back on top and yeah, <laughs> send it back to the, the kitchen? kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Or or M or M. Don't get back on top. You're the one that's gonna last for 30 minutes. Like usually you can go for two minutes, and I'm like, thank God. Sometimes you're like, thank God, it's only two minutes, and this is the one that just keeps going. And I going. refuse you're to be like, part of this. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Brian, I love you and I love your analogies, but that one I was lost. I was lost. You were lost. Um, okay, you've never been in a hookup that's really boring. You're like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm here. I was really into it before. I thought it was okay. a good date. And okay. they're going at yeah. it. And you're like, this yeah. is not good. And they're the ones that just go right. on and exactly. on. And I'm like, or like when you think of going to one person's house, it turns out that it's another because they live in the same complex and you're all, well, I'm already here. So oh, well. exactly. <laughs> And I do, so I, I, I do have to say that, that like, <laughs> so I, I do have to say one thing, which is that, like, I mean, it's easy to, it's easy to, like, yes, there is a lot of haterade out there, and it is haterade. easy, and it is easy to just be like, you know, like, oh, people are hating on Star Wars again, but I really feel like sometimes, genuinely, the storytelling just isn't good, like, 
there, yeah. there, like the fact, like it's just a fact that there are good, effective ways, engaging ways of telling stories, and sometimes media properties just don't do it, yeah. you know. And yes. like, and like, you don't even have to do it in the same way. Like, like there, there are so many properties, like TV shows and movies, and some of them are engaging stories because they're about like they reveal deep truths about the human condition, and some of them Star are. Trek. Some of them are good stories because they like expand your imagination and they spin you off into like what ifs that are just so like exciting and interesting to you. There are stories that are good because like they touch you, like they touch you all the way down to your heart and you can identify with the characters and you understand their relationships and it helps you to have a model for like how you want to conduct relationships and how you want to improve as a human being and become more spiritual and, more, and authentic. But like this seems to be doing none of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And to circle back to Paul's point at the top of the episode, Ryan Johnson did that, and Ryan Johnson did that beautifully. Uh oh! Now we're really gonna get the haters. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so here's the thing. You know, there are many things that have happened on this show, and and I, I, I mean, like I said, there's there's the fun things to take from it, right? We've seen some cool stuff, right? Yeah. But I mean, there have been other moments, and it, it's not just the Mandalorian. I'm just gonna not stop there. I'm thinking about yeah. just Star Wars in general. Even in the movies that I may not necessarily completely love, there is always at least a moment where I just, I cry, right? Because it's just mm -hmm. such a callback or it's such a moment that's so overwhelming that it's just bigger than just the actual moment. There, It takes you back to like a time, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm hoping we get that somewhere between now and the end because we are very, very near the end now. There's only, what, three more episodes left now? Is that what it is? Right? Yes, um, only three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and um, I, I don't know. I mean, and it may not happen. And if it doesn't, oh well. I'm. It's not going to ruin my life. I mean, just you know, like I said, go into the next series. Exactly. Yeah. Something else. It's. It. This is not ruining my Star Wars. Hopefully, Andor has yeah. some women writing. Well, yeah. there's that. Yeah, yeah. And I think it would be it would be a good idea to do that though. Um, and I really hope they bring um Gael Garcia Bernal into it because <laughs> then we get a little Itu Mama también little uh, reunion. So, oh, yeah. Wow! So <laughs> they really went hard. Oh. Three oh. more episodes, yeah. fifty more. Fifty more. <laughs> I, think, I think this episode's gonna have to be called "The Shade of Boba Fett." Oh, there we go. That's fine. Shading Boba. Fett. Anyways, yes. Yeah. What yeah. were you gonna say, Chase? This is I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask. I, I guess, sort of like a predictions question based question. <laughs> Do yeah. you think? we are going to have that emotional payoff because, you know, I mean, I was thinking back to like watching the end of Mandalorian season two. I was like, like my dog, like literally thought something was wrong with me. That's how oh, hard I was crying. Yeah. And, like, no, I I'm, totally get I'm, it. I'm, I'm, oh my God. It was bad. It was, it was, bad. A, it was, like, a, like, it was I, a mess. No, Mark, like, I still haven't watched the episode again because yeah. I'm like, I can't, I can't, it was so insane. It was so insane. Um, so I get it. And, um, Crying yes, at Brian. one in the I morning, like I just left the club. That. I mean, come on. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot to watch at like seven o'clock in the morning on a Friday morning. I was like, I'm supposed to just go through my name. Exactly. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. but okay, so do we think that this show will have that payoff? Because guess what? Next week we're gonna get we're gonna get done. He's gonna have a dark saber, it's gonna be fucking fierce and be fabulous. Great. Maybe, who knows? But 
but do we think it's going to have, do you think it's going to give us that emotional gravitas like moment? And I mean, not, 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 and not to, yeah. not to just say like comparatively to Mando season two, but no, just no, in no. general, is it going to give that punch of emotion? I okay. say yes. May I chime in about this yeah. though? Yes. Cause I, you've yeah. got my wheels turning. If they're going to give us that, how I would love to see that happen because of obviously who Boba is and who he's connected to, have it be a moment with Django. Have it be a moment where we get clones in it. He sees the bigger picture. I think Some closure. He gets closure with his dad. But he sees, you know, the other clones. And so he's not alone anymore. He's, he's He can see himself in these other clones, right? He's got mm-hmm. brothers out mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll give him a bigger picture of what can happen. Um, so I really hope we do see that because if, if we're going to get those emotional strings pulled, it's got to be off of what Boba's world is, where he comes from, and seeing us how Bad Batch is next, maybe like lead us back into that show and why we love are. so much. And I think so they are. I think that's super important if if that's the way they're going to go, because you know, we've obviously, I mean, look at the first few shots of the show were Camino. I was, that was great. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously mm-hmm. his, his father, you know, um, and yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to see more of, you know, Django in that time period in some flashback. And then like, he remembers something that's going to help him be a better person now. So. I no, I, <clears throat> I'm with you. Like, that would be really cool if that was some of the muscles that they're going to bring in or clones. Like, I was sold on this show from that one line from Bo-Katan. Bo- I have said this since that line came out when I have heard your th- voice a thousand times. It was oh. so heavy. It was so good. Uh-huh. And this show had the opportunity to build on that single line, and it did nothing with it. <clears throat> Like nothing. yet, 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 yet. The yet. show is not you're right. over. No, yet. you're right. You're right. Yet. You're right. Like yet, like that. It's just there's so much there, and I agree. Like it's hard, honestly. Like I mean, it's hard to not compare it to the Mandalorian. We've only had one other live action Star Wars show. They're both dressed up in the same outfit for the most part, and like to to your point, Chase. That last that last episode of the Mandalorian. Look, we all know how I feel about Luke Skywalker. Like. But it, I have not literally been able to let it go. Like, it was so <laughs> good. Like, Indeed. I mean, I might, I tease about all of those things and it's kind of funny, but like, it was so powerful that that one in three minutes knocked a hero off mine off this pedestal. Like, I'm not mad at the show for that. The show was brilliant at what it did. Like, like that's how invested I was. And that's how good that was, that it could take a hero that I worshipped for 40 years and make me question him. Like, it's brilliant. That is such amazing storytelling and took Luke Skywalker to another level from what could have been, like, they just, like, it was so good. It was just so damn good. And that's where this show for me is, like, failing, Mark. You said, that, you said it right. Like, it's giving us these things but I feel like they're putting them on the front of a t-shirt. They're not, they could be giving me a plate of food mm. with some of these like meeting of the Sarlacc pits again, the huts, black or Saint, and they could give me a meal with it, but they're putting it on a t-shirt and I can wear it and it's cool. But at the end of the day, does the t-shirt really nourish me at all? No, like not really. Like, 
it's like I like I said, it, there's just so much there, and I am with you, Chase. Like I am not going to hate on it. This is not going to ruin yeah. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the show. I'm not like it's not. I'm not clicking with it, but I'm hopeful that I will be clicking with it by the time that it's done. And Chase and I have said this honestly since our the first episode we reviewed. We've all been saying like maybe it'll be recontextualized once it's all done. I'm here for it. I mean, think uh, about it. The first three episodes have already been recontextualized by the fourth, yep. in my opinion. So, <laughs> so what's not to say five, six, and seven can do the same? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Final question of the evening. The music. We all heard the music. We heard Din Djarin's theme song. <laughs> Star Wars usually plays it pretty straight. So it's probably going to be Din Djarin. Where, who do we think is coming back? What muscle are they going to buy with all of Jabba's gold? Mark. Hmm. Din for sure. Um, maybe it'll give us an idea of what he has been up to since, you know, the end of the Mandalorian so that it connects in that way. We have something to look forward to in Mandalorian where it comes back because right now we have no idea how he's doing what he's doing and is how's he's getting how he's getting by you know um hopefully it's not a complete mess and they got to kind of like wake him up and be like dude you, you gotta come help right you know um so that'd be cool and have you know bring bring Carl Weathers in as well too I mean because he's got so many contacts you know the um um uh Brief cargo, just because he's going to have a lot of ways of getting a hold of people to come in and assist in all this, right? Because here's the thing he would have a lot to gain by having a friend in Boba and taking mm-hmm. care of business and being like, okay, mm-hmm. if this guy's in charge, I think we're going to get a lot more done. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. That it's almost like a new network is going to be started because of where they're at at this particular part in the timeline. We might be seeing a thing that's setting up, you know, stuff for comic books and stuff later and everything. So um, well, we all know yeah. Chase and I are going to do an indie comic. Look for that on Kickstarter soon. There you Literally. Go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's fun though, because at this point we do get to speculate. It's like, who's coming next, you know, and there might be surprises in there and it's just, it's fun. That part is super fun because now you literally have, so many cool characters and who knows maybe this may be where we finally get Ken Bain to pop up so there's that yeah. let's see this what is happens an- this is yeah. another reason this would have been an amazing first episode yeah we would have had an entire season of wondering what muscle is going to show up every week who could like black or Santa would have been the next one we're like oh my god like who else could be showing up here <laughs> <sighs> Emma how about you who do you think showing up um I'm with you, and I think that it's the Mandalorians that commandeered the weapons shipment. Axe Wolves? Yeah. Mm. And Cosca Reeves. Mm. Yes. I think uh I feel I feel pretty I feel pretty confident that they're gonna show up. There may be because, because they did just kind of let it drop. So it was kind of like like when we were watching Mando, it was like, okay, well that was cool, but like what now like they just kind of like mm-hmm. sailed off into the sunset into two sunsets actually well <gasps> there we go 
<laughs> yes, it's just Mephisto for sure. Yes, Mephisto that's what's coming. Confirmed. Yes, yes. It's all been Mephisto. leading to Mephisto. It's for sure Mephisto. Mephisto. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase, have um, you had more time to think since Wednesday? I have, and I stand by my original, like my my first take of Din with Dark Saber. I mean, that's hap- That's ab- they awesome. would not play his theme song. Like it's, I know it's the Mandalorian theme song, but it's his theme. It's his theme mm-hmm. song, and he has a Dark Saber, and we all want to see it. <laughs> I think that I think that Bo Katan will be with him. I think Axe will be with them. I think Casca Reeves will be with them. I also, Mark, did think also about um Grief Karga because he has the guild and he has reasons, like you said, to yep. be invested in that. I also think I also think that we might have Cara Dune show up. I thought about because, that too. Because whether we like it or not. Yeah. Be, no, and I think they're gonna. K I L L unalive her in this battle. <laughs> unalive her. Not, I'm going to be nice. I'm They're just going to say her. <laughs> my very specific thoughts, and I'm going to be very quick about it and very short about it, so I don't go off. But I do think no, that please go have, off. Well, <laughs> um, I could, but uh, okay. Because I was, I had, I, I did, I did go. I went back right to to the Mandalorian season two finale, and I was like, who, who all was there, right? And it, and I just remember it was so, it was before, it was the before times with Miss Myth with Miss Dune, um, or I should say the actress that play her, she who must not be named. I, 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 it, I remember watching it and being so impressed and like just inspired by all these women coming off of the ship and boarding the sh- this like ship boarding party and oh, kicking yeah. fucking ass. And you got Cara Dune, you got Fennec Shand, you got Bo-Katan. Like it was everything, right? And they are all coming off of that and they're all going to bring the fight to Tatooine and they're going to help out their girls, Boba and Fennec. And I think that they're going to kill off Cara. I do. I do. I think that. And so that's, I think, showing up. I think it's the same party. I think it's going to be an addition of Axe and um, Casca, maybe some Grief Karga, um, or maybe people, more people they se- he sends over. But I think that's the vibe. Love it. And I think I love out. it. Yeah. Yes, please. Because they probably filmed it at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Let's do they it. probably filmed okay. all this like you don't very, really very need her. Show. It could be a back shot of some other person running around and just kill her off. Yeah, exactly. Just like, like put someone character. in a wig and the armor. Yeah, it could be a paper bag with a wig and armor. Uh, yeah. and same difference. It'd, yeah, <laughs> it'd probably have more emotion too. It'd have a stronger death scene. So, okay, I want to right. go with this because Robbie is of uh, Mark and I. Like, this is I. I would also lose my mind if. Well, Robbie says I'd wet myself if they brought in Forlom Zuckus and IGA <gasps> and Bosk. If we could get the original lineup, oh, oh yeah, my God, let, we need Dengar too. Dengar, I yes. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what's going on. Don't at me with. Oh, um, actually, they're in. I don't care. Exactly. Figure it out. Bring them back. Bring the Spice Girls for a little quick stop on their tour, and then they oh, can go. Okay. I can see that. Oh, yes. I can totally see that. Oh I my can god! Totally yes, see that them doing especially John Favreau. Like, yes, oh, it's so yeah. poetic. It's yeah, so that poetic is. That, that. That and they need to be posed on that balcony in the same position. Yes, just put them yes. in the same positions. Like, give it to me. Yeah. Give it to me now, and watch them all cheer when she dies because she was like a ranger, and they hate the police. And they're gonna be like, "Yes, kill her." Ig eighty eight does it. <laughs> I don't know if we need to go that far. 
I, I really. Oh, I'm pretty that. sure I, we do. I love that character, though. That's what's so upsetting about the whole it situation. Is. Yes, is that this is what I'm what saying. A, I'm soft What a on compelling her. fucking character she was. Yep. She yes. was never a great actress. I never actor. I nope. never liked that. Yeah. But I never liked her in the role. But I just loved the character, and I wanted. Yeah, to there was a lot of possibilities so. there. That's that was the cool thing. The whole the connection yep. to Alderaan and everything. Just yeah. It's it's sad to have lost that. It's sad to yeah. have lost the character. But that honestly. Yeah. Literally, just reinvent the character, bring in another Alderaan. They won't like, though. That it. would shut. That would break the internet. They can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> they can't. Sometimes they can do whatever they want. They're telling this. I mean, they can, but exactly. But I'm just saying <laughs> exactly. that the fan base would. I'm just. I mean, I we, we we know how they are. So I'm just saying. But wouldn't it be nice if Lucasfilm did something for us that made everyone mad, so we don't have to be the mad ones at them all the time? Yes, but based, based off of my Twitter uh, replies today, we're not we're not anywhere <laughs> close to that. So, we'll, oh we'll no, fighting the good fight. <laughs> oh great, <laughs> we have our after stream chat going on. Okay, right. here's my final prediction. I was thinking about this, and I think this is still the perfect time. Oh god, I'm gonna get distracted with this arena scene because it's one of my favorite right? scenes just, going on. We're like, <laughs> it's distracting. It looks me. good. Uh, <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> Remember when the Backstreet Boys or In Sync was gonna be in this scene at some point? Um, yes, anyways. I remember that. I remember. Uh, that. I think our girl Kira could show up. Like, I still think Crimson We're still Dawn. Still on the Kira train, are we? I really, really am. I think the train <laughs> was literally some foreshadowing. We've got the Pikes. We've seen her take down Pikes before. And uh, I think she could she could come finish the job because Bo like Boba Fett could reach out to her and say, "Hey, you can have Kessel on the entire Spice Run if you want." Like I don't need it. That's not what I'm here for. So you come fight for me and you free my planet. Look at how many more planets you could have. Right? Yeah. Possibly. That's what I want. I, so. I think it's a possibility. Yeah. I think. Um, I think the internet would lose their mind if Kira came back. Yeah. We are in the middle of like a a. Um, an appreciation of solo all of a sudden. Thank God. Yeah. yeah I noticed that movie that. deserves yeah. it. Mm -hmm. It's great. Mm. All right. Well, Hey, thank you everyone in the steam room. Thank you for listening to our, and thank you cat for 50 shades of Boba title. That's now on the docket That's to it. be the name of the episode. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote it for us right there. Uh, Chase, where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube. I'm That Gay Jedi on YouTube, or you can find me on Twitter at underscore That Gay Jedi, and also Fear Queers podcast, which is a horror podcast for queer people and everyone else. Love it. Emma. You can find me on Twitter at Hutzlea, H-U-T-T-S-L-E-I-A. Ship who you want. All ships are valid, especially Bonnick. <laughs> Rebecca, I love you. <laughs> But don't ever bring that into the <laughs> room again. I've never seen that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really teasing Rebecca. I love you. I'm sorry. It's three against one, Brian. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I'll just be here in the corner with my Gamorreans. Don't mind me. Uh, Mark, how about you? Because we've missed, we've missed this. Yes, 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 yes. So I you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am a Diablito and from time to time on Taking a Number Two, which is a Star Trek podcast with Dallas, Steve, and Catherine Neen. We haven't recorded in a while, but we hope to soon because we've got to cover some movies and a lot of the new content that's coming out because like Star wow. Trek is on fire right now. Yeah. Crazy. My son yeah. Michael. Yeah. And I do trust his taste because he yeah. has great taste. Loves is he watching Prodigy? Cartoon. 
Is Prodigy? that a cartoon? This is a yeah. book because you can't watch Lower Dicks because Lower Dicks is more for adults. But Prodigy yeah. is yeah. fantastic. He loves it. I will so say, good. oh, that's so cool. It's beautiful. It's it beautiful is beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. It's got Janeway. What more could you want? <laughs> oh, that's who that is. That's who people want. Like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now give us some Spanish. We need, oh, we need our Spanish. <laughs> um, contigo, which I still have to figure out if it's the correct way of seeing it, but that's how I say it. So, <laughs> there we go. And what better way? And you can follow me and the show at Serving Pink Milk on both Twitter and on TikTok. And until next week, where um, I hope it's going to be a four for four on how much we love that episode. <laughs> right? Let's do it. I can't wait for a dark saber. Please bring my boy Din back. Please, please, please. And with that, it's time. To drink up. Oh. Oh.